I heard this song last week when I was grocery shopping. Not grocery shopping exactly, bargain hunting. I was in a store named Big Deals, which both is and is not a grocery store. It's one of those places where packaged goods go when no one wants them. Coleman mustard, three years past its best before date. Bread that's seen better days. Ancient olive oil. Orange sodas from companies long since defunct. That sort of thing. If you're looking for that sort of thing, you can find it at Big Deals. I didn't expect to hear this song. Maybe you've recognized it already. The song is You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. Recorded on the 16th and 17th of November 1968 at the Olympic Sound Studios in London, it would appear as the final track on the album Let It Bleed. This isn't the original not the one that the Stones recorded, which starts with an organ and a choir, and then Keith Richards' acoustic guitar. You have to listen to know what song it is. You don't hear it right away. The original begins with the London Bach Choir singing in the background, who the Stones brought in on a lark after a gospel choir couldn't be located. Musically, you can't always get what you want, is a kind of answer to the Beatles' Hey Jude. John Lennon used to say that the Rolling Stones appropriated the Beatles' innovations within a matter of months. Maybe this is an instance of that. Maybe not. Maybe, even if it is, the world is a better place for having this song in it. It wasn't a hit right away, though. The first time the Stones released it was in 1969, as the flip side of Honky Tonk Woman. But it didn't chart until four years later, It started as insider knowledge in the early 70s. Honky-tonk woman, I like to think of people whispering to each other. Sure, but have you heard the flip side? That first single, the one with honky-tonk woman as the A-side, that was a big deal. Hey man, how are you? Said the kid behind the cash register at big deals that day as I walked in. Are you looking for anything in particular? No, I told him. I'm just looking. If I can help you look, dude, just let me know. I'll do that, I told him. And then I picked up a basket and made my way down the aisle. The thing about shopping at big deals is that it's not like shopping at a normal grocery store. Everything is jumbled together. You have to look. It requires an open mind. You have to breathe deeply and wait for revelation. And that's when I heard the song, or recognized it anyway. Like any great work of art, you can't always get what you want, retains its mystery, its elusiveness. I don't know what the song is actually about. I've listened to the lyrics and then listened to them again. I have belted them out at karaoke bars. I have Googled them, and still, I don't know. Maybe it's about the end of the 60s about a party that never ends. You are standing in line next to Mr. Jimmy. He is looking pretty ill. He says one word to you, and that word is dead. That sounds like the end of the 60s. Or maybe it's about Jimmy Miller, the Stones producer who ended up playing drums on the track after Charlie Watts couldn't manage to get it. Maybe Charlie Watts was the drummer they wanted, and Jimmy Miller was the one they needed. 
Maybe none of us get the drummers we want, just the ones we need. Or maybe it's about a man named Jimmy Huntsmaker from Excelsior, Minnesota, who was standing next to Mick Jagger in Bacon's Drugstore when the clerk gave him a regular Coke rather than the cherry Coke he'd ordered. Jimmy, who was known in the town as Mr. Jimmy, started to complain and then stopped himself. Well, he said, turning to Jagger, you can't always get what you want. Such things remain elusive, unknowable, out of grasp. The song means something, you know it. But as with any great song, the obscurity of reference isn't a problem. It's an opportunity. It's a space into which the listener inserts him or herself. I don't know if that's true of all songs, but it's true of you can't always get what you want. What you hear when you listen to it depends on who you are. Just as the things you are wanting and maybe also needing are your own. What's true, Phaedrus, says Socrates. Do we need anyone to tell us these things? Maybe that's what this song is about. Not long after recognizing the song, I started to get into it. It was being piped in over the sound system. Background music. Nondescript, not-to-be-listened-to music. Bland, sonic nothingness. And it snuck up on me. Do I know this song? I found myself asking. Do I really need this 11 and a half year old bottle of olive oil? Sure, it's a dollar fifty, but do I need it? Do I want it? And before I knew it, I was grooving. Grocery store grooving. You have done it yourself. Maybe in King Supers or Trader Joe's, maybe in Radio Shack, maybe in the car at the elementary school waiting for the school day to end and your second grader to come out, maybe in a dentist chair, maybe in line at the unemployment office, maybe it starts with you shaking your head or maybe it's your toes where it starts. This is a public place, you tell yourself. People are looking. Stand still. That was me last week in Big Deals, not able to stand still. And at some point, I knew it. This was not elevator music. This was Vince Guaraldi. Born in San Francisco in 1928, this was the guy who had a jazz single at a time when jazz was nowhere near the hit parade, who had already won a Grammy by the time he was hired to do the soundtrack for a documentary about Charles Schultz, and for one reason or another, the documentary was never made or released. But then... A year later, when Schultz was putting together a cartoon version of his comic strip, it was Garaldi who got the call. What happened next? The music that came out of Garaldi and followed Lucy and Linus and Snoopy. A score that was sublime in its ups and downs, alternating between elation and contemplative mournfulness. The backbeat for everything from Snoopy's triumphs to the existential angst of Charlie Brown missing that football yet again. This was him. You listen to him and try not to dance. Though I do not say that I was dancing last week in Big Deals. I was almost dancing. I was performing a movement with my feet and the rest of me that could, from a distance, be mistaken as dancing. Let it go, dude, called out the kid behind the cash register. Let it go. Are you 
Talking to me? I asked him. You know I'm talking to you, dude, he said. Let it go. And then the kid began to move towards me. It was slowly at first, and then he began to pick up speed. Maybe speed is the wrong word for it. But there we were, the two of us grooving in the grocery store aisle. This is Vince Garaldi, I told him. Hello, Vince, he said. I'm not Vince, I tried to explain, and waved my hands upwards towards the sound system, also towards the heavens. That's Vince. He looked upwards. Hello, Vince, he called out. I didn't correct him. Thank you, Vince, I shouted out. We love you, dude, he said. And then, all at once, the song ended. And just like that, the spell was broken. He went back to the register, and I was left there with my basket of big deals. My old mustard and yellowing taco shells. Dude, he said, as I walked past him on my way to the exit. Aren't you going to buy any of that stuff? I kept on walking. I didn't want any of it. Not really. I already had what I needed.